Yay. What I learned today is did, so so USB-C is pretty cool because it's like the same little plug you hold on both ends. So um, <laughs> apparently with a, with a MacBook, what you can do is you can plug in one cable like to like one end, like your USB-C cable, and then plug it to the same Mac at the same time. And it'll say that it's charging. It'll say that it's taking 10 hours to charge. I guarantee you that it will not charge. <laughs> That's how my day started. <laughs> you could have found infinite energy and yet hacked up the engineering. Today the gang violates thermodynamics. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. Welcome, dear listener, to the QQ Cast. Today is Thursday, September 1st, 2022, and we're your host on the pod, Zach Mayer and Raul Torres. Say welcome back, gentlemen. Welcome, welcome back. back. Oh, gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, it's been a month, but gentlemen, we're back, and we're here with Quest 275. Can we review Prey? So, <laughs> we uh, can, right? That's, that's game over. We're done. Podcast over. <laughs> So yeah, this is the uh, 2022 direct-to-Hulu streaming movie Prey, the seventh Predator film. Did you guys know there were seven fucking Predator films? I mean, did they count the Aliens ones? Yes, if you count AVP 1 and 2, there are seven. Because there's Predator 1, there's Predator 2, AVP 1, AVP 2, Predators, The Predator, and now Prey. I didn't realize there were that many in this fucking franchise. I, I vaguely remember The Predator. Oh, which, dude, one was, which, which one was which one was there on an island? It was like Battle Royale with Predators. That one was fun. That's Predators. And that's Robert Rodriguez. No wonder you would like that. That's a of Texan course. comment. Not of any course. other comment, internet. Plus, you love Robert Rodriguez. I mean, you've seen like Lava Boy and Shark Girl, for God's sake. Oh, too many times with my children. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, what's your what's your experience with the Predator series? I mean, I'm pretty sure I've seen most of them. Um, I have gotten to the chopper, and <laughs> yeah, that's uh, <laughs> I mean, the they're one. fine, they're fine. Like, I, I mean, yeah, they're yeah. good. Aliens better. Oh, god, yeah. The, the franchise as a whole is full of mediocrity, but also plenty of fun bits and bites. Uh, the original Predator by John McTiernan, fucking amazing, wonderful mm-hmm. action movie, so badass. I actually, I haven't seen Predator 2 in like well over a decade. I want to rewatch Predator 2. And see how that holds up. I that is on my to do list. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Yeah. What? Um, let's see. Uh, da, 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 Predator. Yeah, eighty seven. So this is it, it's peak eighties action alien movie. Like, oh yeah. Uh, it 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 is the genre defining movie of that era. So like, it's it's fine. <laughs> oh, at minimum. Well, gentlemen, we're here today to QQ review Prey, the latest and greatest. Why do you want to hunt? Because you all think that I can't. Dear listener, we're, we're going to do the standard QQ Review format. We're going to talk about our, uh, our, what is it? Oh, God. Oh, God. It's been so long. We're going to talk about so our preconceptions. Long. So long. I know, right? We're going to talk about our preconceptions and then what surprised us. Then we're going to get into the meat of it with the good and the bad. And we're going to wrap up with the verdict and predictions because, hey, there might be a sequel. This was Hulu's most successful streaming film, apparently. Um, and of course, at the end with the verdict, we are going to do the QQ review scale. It's a four-point scale. We'll talk about it later. So, uh, gentlemen, what? 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 
Oh, four down? Yes, we've we've updated the QQ scale because zero Qs was annoying. Um, <laughs> so the scale is very simple. It is one through four. One is I don't like it. I don't think you will like it. Two, I don't like it. May- maybe you will. Maybe it wasn't my thing. Three, I liked it. I could understand why you're not going to like it. And four is, look, nothing is perfect, but I like this, and I think you will too. So there you go. Four points go. Okay. But that's not what we're doing right now. Gentlemen, preconceptions... What did you think going into Prey? Um, I think we we're I all on the same page. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no preconceptions. I thought it was going to be terrible. Like it, really? it sounded like such. Uh, yeah, yeah, it just sounded like such a lazy way to reboot. Like, oh, Predator! Now you got Prey. Of course you do. Of course you do. How could you not? Um. <laughs> so. Yeah, it just seemed like such a natural thing to, such an obvious thing to do, that how could it possibly be anything but just schlock? So, yeah, that was my preconception. Which I would have been fine with. We just talked about seven Predator films. I would have been totally <laughs> cool with more schlock. Ruli, what were your preconceptions? Um, I actually thought it was going to be pretty decent, because um, Dude Bro, who directed it, uh, Dan Trachtenberg... Uh, I've enjoyed pretty much most of his stuff. Um, 10 Cloverfield Lane was good. Uh, he did that, and I'm, it's definitely not narrowing it down, that, that video game episode of Black Mirror, uh, Playtest. I think that was one of the more, more popular Black Mirror ones. Uh, he, apparently he did that Portal short a long, long time ago in 2011. Really? So I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, so he, he's done a couple of things that, that it's just like, it, it's in comparison, like like not getting too ahead, but something like, 10 Cloverfield Lane kind of has, you know, slow burn to lots of action and stuff. So, uh, was it, wasn't like, I, I was cautiously optimistic. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah, well, you guys were on both sides of the spectrum. I was dead center. I had no idea what to expect. I was like, cool. Predator versus Native Americans. Simple enough concept. I guess, Zach, you were a little more cynical about it than I was, but I was like, simple enough concept. I didn't know Dan Trachtenberg. I didn't know his, uh, his body of work. So I was just, cool. It's a Predator movie. I'm fucking watching it. That was it. That's all I had. <laughs> so I guess that brings us into what surprised us uh, in the same order. Zach, what surprised you? Were you surprised, perhaps, to not think it sucked? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, a little bit. I <laughs> was surprised at how well put together the whole thing was. Like, it's uh, it's a paved road of a premise at this point, right? Like, there really wasn't anything that was going to jump out and surprise you about this film um like from a narrative perspective but the way that the whole arc was constructed i for instance really loved that uh they did a really fluent job of mixing in comanche language with english they never had the french trappers speak english in the film there were no subtitles for them even like baked into the movie uh that was that was super fun uh, and a little unexpected. I also was surprised they like used Native American actors and the protagonist Naru is um, I'm not sure exactly which nation she comes from, but Amber Midthunder is a Native American actress. So yeah, great great job on that. Um, yeah, I, I think that was the most surprising to me it was for something that I expected to be just a rote entry in the predator franchise um they did a lot with a really rundown formula 
And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just that this has been done a bunch of times now. I think it's fair. And they made it feel pretty fresh. Like, that was cool. So I didn't expect it, and I got it, and so I was surprised. All right. Ruli, what surprised you? Um, I'll second a lot of like the the meta stuff around the film that Zach mentioned. Kind of, it's pretty cool that they were able to kind of get something like this off the ground, uh, especially kind of coming out of COVID, where I think a lot of things are kind of playing it safe as much as possible, just so they can kind of you know get back to making money and stuff like that. Um, I think honestly, one of the biggest things that surprised me, and I'll I'll save it for the bad part, is um how much I'm starting to dislike the antagonist of this series now for various <laughs> reasons. And it, I think it kind of like makes and breaks the movie for me. So um, yeah, more of that later. All right. Uh, well, cool. Uh, what surprised me? So first and foremost, a new Predator movie? What? Huh? I was just, <laughs> I was shocked this even got made or that it existed. So I was genuinely shocked when I was like, there's a, there's a new Predator movie? What? Um, so it's mere existence shocked me. Uh, I was also surprised, uh, slight thing for in the movie, we'll talk about it, but yeah, there was a third faction, right? The marketing was all about the Native Americans versus Predator, it's all I needed, and of course the third faction, the French Trappers show up, Zach couldn't agree with you more about loving that you don't understand what they're saying, um, that was a lot of fun, that was great. Uh, the thing that may have surprised me most, because this is even crazier, gentlemen, I fucking paid for Hulu to watch this movie, cannot believe I did that. Wow! Believe it. Did, did you already eat up your your free twenty day trial? <laughs> there was a free trial. So there usually is for stuff like that. But <laughs> uh, the only reason that I saw it is because uh, I learned actually. <laughs> Callie and I both learned that she was already paying for Hulu. <laughs> uh, apparently, that's been oh, going man. on for like a year, and we just didn't know. Whoops. I never knew. She just forgot. And nice. Yeah. All right, well, uh, gentlemen, let's get into the good. Um, I'm just going to pick up, Zach, you already mentioned it. The uh, the actors and actresses, they, I think they were fantastic. Um, yes, they did cast Native Americans to play Native Americans. Wow, what a novel fucking concept. And <laughs> I think they did great. Amber Midthunder did great. And actually, I think the brother was awesome as well. Um, also, the mom. Dakota Beavers. Get, there you go. <laughs> but the mom might not get a picture too. Yeah, the, the cast was great. There really was no point where I was pulled out of the movie by like, you know, Bad acting, overacting, whatever. Great, great cast. Solid performances all around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, somebody pointed out um, they did a really good job with the uh, with the protagonist, like society, the tribe, the Comanches, uh, representing them without othering them. Like they were the heroes of the story, and they played well in that role. So that was kind of cool to see. Um, you think back to other portrayals of Native Americans in film, and that's not usually the case. <laughs> so uh, I think they, they treated the culture well, uh, which really just made it a better movie overall. Yeah, obviously I you know don't have any experience or knowledge with which to speak to the portrayal of the tribe in terms of reality. But yeah, no, I thought it was great. They show the hunter-gatherer vibe. They show that the you know hunting parties you know, can be aggressive, right? There's a scene where they beat up Amber Midthunder to try to get her to go back to camp. Um, I like that they don't pull their punches without making it feel like, you know, mustache twirling, good or bad, you know, people in the tribe. They definitely paint the French trappers as a bunch of a-holes. And as a Frenchman on this podcast, I am cool with this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it, it kind of, yeah, you kind of gotta... <laughs> 
Oh man. Okay. Uh, Ruli, what's uh, what's something in the good? We'll keep going around the um, horn here. I got a lot of stuff on my list. Uh, the the axle leash was pretty cool. Yes, I it, had that. Oh, that was super it's so fun. Gimmicky. It's so gimmicky, but they did the trading scene, the montage, <laughs> and I know you're gonna be like, you're gonna be like, it was a show not not tell, like you know where she does that, and then she's just walking off with a bunch of rabbits. I thought that was cool. So, uh, yeah, pretty pretty neato. Um, pretty. Um, I guess crucial for parts of the story, as silly as this is. I, 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 as much as I love it, I kept like thinking of the physics of it. Of like, how could you really throw it that well? But I mean, I suspension well, yeah. of disbelief. I'm gonna go with it. It's pretty nifty. I loved it. It's yes, I, cool. I did wonder why she had all of her fingers in the end of the movie because the hatchet. But it was cool. It was fun. <laughs> and I want to, I want to plus one what you just said about the setup and the payoff because that is something that I noticed consistently throughout the film is that even though it is a very simple story and a very simple narrative. Uh, basically everything in the movie uh, gets set up and gets paid off. There's really not a lot of fat in terms of the film. So, you know, we have, of course, yes, her weapon with the hatchet. We have the pit of mud, which also acts as a subvert your expectations, because that's how Arnie uh, hid from the Predator originally. We have the trap on the dog right at the beginning, before Ember Mid-Thunder gets hit by the trap, and then, of course, keeps showing up. Uh, we've got, you know, arrows, uh, the Predator's arrows and the... Um, the tribe's arrows. We got the coyote skull, which comes back when uh, the brother uses it. There's just the movie's very tight. Again, it's simple. I'm not trying to overstate. It's so clever, but it's just very tight, and I appreciated that. Yeah, I think what, what I want to add to is just the um, the kind of the motif of like bringing home the animal you killed too. Just it's just like there's a lot of just like circular things within the film that make it really cool. Yeah, yeah, that too. The heads. <laughs> All right, Zach, mm-hmm. what else did you like? Um, I mean, I definitely, <laughs> I really liked the axe thing. I really liked that she kept using it, uh, you know, throughout the film. She never really leveled up, I guess you could say. Like, there was no final gimmick. Yeah, she used the uh, Predator's thing against him in the end, but honestly, that's just kind of in line with what she had been doing the entire film. So, it, you know, just using the tools available um <clears throat> let's see i can we can we actually do a brief digression because you brought up the final fight and i did want to bring this up at some point uh so i'm gonna uh-huh. go back to you in just one second but look i don't want to get into it there's a lot of hate online about the film and most of it revolves around being a female protagonist let alone a small female protagonist <laughs> is, is any of that hate ever legit though no, it, it's, I it's mean, all fucking horseshit uh... it's, it's frustrating it's aggravating it's a lot of things But one of the things that blows my mind is the argument that, oh, this was a little girl. How could she take on the Predator? Okay, so we just talked about the 1987 John McTiernan classic Predator starring muscle-bound 80s Arnold fucking Schwarzenegger, 300 pounds of pure, like, frickin' uh, steroids. That man, with his fists, could not take on a Predator. So Braun is not going to take down a Predator. So the fact that we have Amber Midthunder's character being basically just observant and clever the entire film, she doesn't take him on in a fist fight. She never wins in any sense of that sort. She's just fucking clever. The way that Arnold won by setting a trap, having a log drop on the fucking Predator. So I do not understand any of the hate, but the argument mm. of, ah, it was a girl versus the Predator. What films were you watching i don't even understand how this is a problem she never went 
toe to toe no with the one predator does. like in the movie no one does and that like yeah that's that's completely invalid criticism uh <laughs> they did hit it a little bit on the nose when she was talking about the beavers while they were tied up uh at one point by the french dudes as yeah. bait yeah it was a little cheesy but i laughed i'm smarter than a beaver well <laughs> yes that's been apparent for the last hour and a half so yeah, but some people need, need those uh those tropes of slapping them in the face otherwise they won't get it um it was it was fine it was a cheesy moment but it was fine yeah the, some of the little exposition bits i have in the bad i'll come back to that with a little script but, stuff but, but, I, but i will say uh for stuff that i liked um little things like that um they definitely tricked me because i thought she was actually gonna like just be like oh, we're just gonna go you know saw style and be like i don't need this limb i i need to survive because <laughs> uh, because survival was one of those tropes that they kept bringing up but i had to watch the movie like 20 minutes before this to catch up on stuff and skip through it so uh, but no it's it's like the the mom conversation of like how you know she's like hunt, hunting is about survival like it's it's like that that's that's the other big trope right you got to do what it takes to survive so for a moment i thought it was it was plausible right and, and i'll say like the other thing that tricked me too was like um i, I kind of thought that the um the predator slaughtered all the bison so um you know, I think there's a lot of little little things here and there that kind of like it's not like super big surprises, but like I thought I knew where the story was going or what was going to happen, and like it didn't do what I thought it was going to do. I feel so like I'm, nice. the, I'm the only one who watched Dances with Wolves. I immediately, when I saw the bison, knew what was coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean the I, I think picking up the cigar at the first bison kill was kind of the giveaway, but. Um, I, I watched this with I watched this movie twice, and the second time I watched it with some friends who were drunk, and uh, one of them was like, "What? The predator is going to smoke a cigar now? It's so stupid!" <laughs> oh no! So I didn't know what that was, but um, so so we're gonna get super super meta. Uh, the first time I saw this movie, I think I saw it in twenty minute chunks. <laughs> and um well it's because like it's it's hard to watch these movies with 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 kiddos around and oh i was playing with fire because um my daughter actually started seeing a little bit of the movie and it's like female-led protagonist it immediately got her interested Uh-oh. so she started to watch it and then there was the dead bison on the screen and she's like no this is too scary i'm out i'm like oh i'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> i mean know your limits yeah, but but it was but it was interesting because it's just like like I I know for the most part I I try not to press any of my likes on my daughter just because I don't want her to like be a little mini clone of me as much as she is a little mini clone of me. No, she but would I, rebel and hate everything you like. Give it backwards. <laughs> yeah, but no, but I did think it was very fascinating from like like the character perspective type thing where it's just like it's kind of going back to one of the things you were saying. Like I think it's I think it's so weird that people try to like say something's theirs when it just like oh crap, like, you're telling me that, like, people who don't normally watch sci-fi and Predator movies are going to watch something because it has a different lead protagonist? Like, I'm all in. Let's get more people liking stuff. So, like, like the fact that, like, something like that, you know, could bring more people to the science fiction horror world, like, by all means, like, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, so 100%. I, I, I originally, I, I thought about telling this story because of this this topic, and I was like, you know what, maybe I won't bring up the podcast, but uh, since, since we're here, since we're right here, I'll bring it up. I had a conversation with one of my friends a little while ago who's a woman. And Zach, you and I talked before about Star Trek Discovery and how I forget which season there was no straight white male in the lead cast. And that I kind of patted myself on the back because I didn't even notice. And I was kind of happy about that because I felt like I wasn't being bigoted. So I had a conversation with my friends and I was like, hey, uh, you know, should I feel good about that? It feels weird feeling good about that. How should I feel? And they paused and they thought about it and they looked at me and said, okay, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. They're like, but look at it this way. 
you never watch a TV show and think, surprisingly, oh my God, that's me on the screen. Because I'm just so used to it. There's just white males being leads and being heroes everywhere. So I'm effectively numb to it. Or let's use the word that it is, privileged. She said, other people are going to watch Star Trek Discovery now, and they're going to see all these representations, and someone out there is going to say, oh my God, that's me, and they're going to be surprised, and they're going to be delighted. And that is a privileged white male thing. And I was so appreciative of her taking the time to talk to me and just really framing it so that I feel like I get a better understanding of that concept. And so, yeah, really, plus one, right? Like, I, it's great. Someone's going to look at this and go, wow, you know, me, or wow, someone or something I can aspire to being. That's fucking awesome. And I don't know why people hate it. And I just, there's too much hate out there, man. There you go. That's my story. That's right. Yep. yep. All right. Yep. Zach, I cut you off like five minutes ago. Back to you. <laughs> Things you liked. The good. Uh, let's see. I, <laughs> I really liked the French. I mean, <laughs> they were, they were complete assholes in the best way. Um, like I, it, for the for a lot of the movie, even though they were hinting at it with the traps and stuff, um, that there was like another group out there in the wild uh, that we were probably going to see on screen, I really was still expecting this to be a fairly intimate story with like Naru and the Predator, and maybe your brother shows up and helps. And it wasn't quite that. It had a little bit more set dressing to it i guess <laughs> like it still was that they still played really well together and um when they were on screen together it was a lot of fun but having the french thrown into the mix just like it's it's salt on your meal it is it was a flavor enhancer yeah uh it makes it feel like more of a world right yeah 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 and you know I, we already talked about like the the way that it was that the French were presented like there were no subtitles. If you speak French or understand French, maybe if you're uh, Canadian to some degree, you would probably pick up on what they were actually saying. And they well, had I, dialogue, so that was cool. But so, so cut, to cut you off really quick on that, um, one of the things I saw in one of the interviews, they were saying that they actually tried to like like as they did with everything, try to make it as like true to possible, like as possible. So they were saying actually like French people couldn't really understand it because it was like this older dialect of French and it was kind of went over their heads. So I thought that was pretty interesting. <laughs> wow. That's excellent. You know, that uh, actually is another thing. Uh, I heard that there was a, um, like they, they interspersed Comanche language throughout the film uh, in, in, in alongside the English when the main characters were talking. Apparently they filmed just straight Comanche alongside this. Now, so there's a version of this movie out there, allegedly, that is just all Comanche. I, I heard that wasn't true, that uh, some scenes were filmed that way, but that the the whole movie is not. And some people were oh, upset about that. They would have liked to see a full Comanche cut. I think that would have been cool. I think that would have been novel, but... It's a movie being released in America in 2022. I don't think it's inappropriate to have the main cast do the English thing. Um, they do start the movie with them speaking a little bit of Comanche, and then it cuts over to English. So you're supposed to supposed to imply that they are speaking uh, mm. Comanche. But uh, I forget who pointed this out. It might have been Red Letter Media. It was done kind of better in Hunt for Red October, where originally the whole Red October uh, crew are speaking Russian and then they do this zoom in on someone's mouth and they start speaking English and they zoom out. So you, you know 
Like, oh, they're speaking Russian. So I think this movie could have done a little bit better with opening up with a little bit more in Comanche and then cutting over to English. So you kind of know what's going on from the filmmakers. As it stands, I think most people just think they were always talking in English. But whatever. Eh, yeah. I mean, the, you're, you're right. It's not inappropriate to have English in a movie <laughs> for American audiences. Um, I, it would, and it would have been a cool Easter egg to have like the Comanche cut. Um, that would have been real cool. Uh, but this was also like a direct-to-Hulu movie. Yeah, exactly. So it didn't get a theatrical release. Uh, it doesn't have box office sales to justify doing like the Snyder Cut. For yeah, they weren't going to film it Prey, twice. But yeah, still, it was fun. All right. Uh, wait, is that back to me or Ruli? Who's who's next on the, the good list? Um, I could add a little bit more with the French thing. Do so, it. Um, I do think it was nice also to at least have some subset of characters that you're actually rooting for the Predator to maliciously slaughter. Because I was like, oh, don't True. kill the Indian people. That, that's 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 Team 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 Comanche. Let, let, let's see him take over the Predator. So it's nice that they uh, let him go to town and just play with all his overpowered OP toys that basically like crush people or his magic shield and all that other stuff. I really dug that 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 last scene. It was very cool. I guess second yeah, to last oh scene, the, the, the penultimate scene where he just goes to town. Yeah, he goes fucking ham. Yeah. Could you imagine how awkward it would be to have him slaughter the Comanche village? <laughs> oh, oh yes, that would be. Well, hey, awkward. that's that's the tease at the end of the movie, folks. We're gonna we're gonna come back to the end tease. Um, so cool. I want to springboard off that to talking about the predator uh, himself. So with his mask on, I think that was like one of the best mask designs. And the fact that you can see the mandibles with the mask on, I actually thought was fucking sweet. And I also really want to compliment whoever the actor was that played the predator. I thought their physical presence was super fucking imposing, especially in that fight against the the French. This motherfucker is just walking around and fucking with them. Um, I thought that the predator's physical presence might be top of the series, uh, even more than Kevin Peter Hall in the first two, because you see him walking around more, you see him throwing his weight around more, and I just thought the design with the helmet on, you can see where I'm going with that, was uh, fucking awesome. I loved it. What'd you guys think of the Predator himself? I, yeah, no, I love the Predator. Um, I was uh, trying to figure out the rules for when his camouflage was working. There didn't seem to really be any. But other than that, the drunk people were pointing that out too. Why does it work sometimes? Yeah, uh, I mean, it. it, Other than that, like that's really the only criticism that I have for that character. Yeah. Uh, I. By by the way, by the way, when the ash causes him to decloak, dude, that's that that view that scene was awesome, Mm -hmm. fucking awesome. Like you know what's going on. It looks so great. But yes, the rules were a little flaky, but visually fucking awesome sorry please continue ripping a bear in half um yeah no uh you're you're definitely spot on about the presence um and that was kind of like the vibe of the predator was just like this ominous presence whether he was visible or not uh when he was visible like the costuming and design for that character was fantastic i think i know what you're gonna say about the mask on versus off <laughs> sure sure totally um i also really liked it when uh Nara ripped his tooth out and stabbed him with it yeah that was, <laughs> that awesome. was metal yeah. as fuck yes yes oh uh, so good uh yeah no the predator was 
The Predator was great. I loved the tools that he had. They were like weird, less sophisticated versions of stuff that you've seen in the previous films, which seemed to really fit for yeah, fit the vibe. It fit the vibe. Like that's it. the the whole The whole movie is vibes. Yeah. No, it really is great. <laughs> Uh, Ruli, what else do you think was good? Um, let's see. I think. I, well, I guess the teaser at the end is that is that jumping too far ahead? Ah, whatever. Fuck it, just do it. The, the, little, the little teaser at the end. I uh, was kind of surprised that they oh, would so kind of hint at something like that. Um, and I guess one of the other things too. I I don't know too much of the predator lore, for lack of a better term, but there was a whole bunch of folks kind of pointing out, like, oh, like the significance of the gun that was in Predator Two that I still have no idea what it means, and I didn't want to relearn any of that crap. But just like a lot you? of little things, just just like like I mean, you're going to tell me eventually, but like, even even little <laughs> things how they're saying that like like the uh, like the the predator coming out of the mud versus you know like like that was kind of homageous to you know the the first movie and stuff. So yep. um, just just the fact that it's just it's. Um, as much as is it is its own film by itself that it is trying to make sure that it is kind of like within this franchise at the same time, which I know is kind of is annoying at times, but at least it, it didn't feel too forced because like if you don't know it, you don't know, right? Versus like other stuff where it's just like, why are they focusing on this random thing for like 30 seconds that has no point to the movie? I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, I guess that must be something important for later on. It's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's not, in there if you it's notice not it. It's in the yeah. background. They're putting it in the yeah. foreground. It's fucking annoying. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you. I thought all the references and homages were were really good and not overstated. The, again, that was something I was seeing in some of the reviews is that people were complaining like, oh, it's so stupid when the brother says, if it bleeds, we can kill it. And I'm like, no, actually, when I was watching that, I barely noticed it as being a reference because it was so <laughs> in character and well-timed. It was great. Yeah. I really liked the brother as a character in the oh, movie. Yeah. Um, like they did a really good job of setting him up as somebody who was, you know, competent and a little bit paternal without being patronizing. And yes, well he was put. somebody that you cared about. So when he died, it meant something. Uh, it was, he was, he was a great character to have in the film. And I'm skirting around that. I also really loved Naru <laughs> <laughs> just like as a character in the movie, in the setting and with all of the tropes, that came along with a character in that setting. Um, she did, uh, the actress did great. The character Naru is really fun to follow around. She is smart and competent, underestimated, but, you know, clearly at every opportunity she's given shows that she is smart and competent. Uh, there's, but, but still afraid, still a character, right? She fails her first trial. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like that you can watch her think and see the gears clicking. Uh, you see it when she is figuring out the <laughs> the rope hatchet thing. You can see it when she's deciding how she's going to approach that lone Frenchman on the waterfall. Uh, you can see it when she's that setting dark up as fuck, all of her way. traps. Oh, it was <laughs> so dark. It was so good. Uh, she was done. Um, you could see it in the first fight where the Predator attacks the... Uh, the hunting party that's trying to bring her back. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's really, really fun. There's, I don't know if this counts as bad or good or whatever, but there's this kind of theme, I think in predator and alien films of smart woman that nobody wants to listen to. <laughs> and she is in that, in that camp. 
So, yeah. She, she really reminds me, like, character-wise, more of Ellen Ripley from the first Alien movie. Yes, um, exactly. Where it's the, the smart one. She survives because she's smart, not because she's imposing, not because she's necessarily a leader, not because she's the Mary Sue. You know, that term's kind of fucking way overloaded this day and age. <laughs> but that she's just the smart and observant one and makes the rational decisions. Yep. Yep. No, I was getting Scorny Weaver vibes the whole time through, and it was great. Like, it was, yeah. it was a good thing. Um, she did really well in that, uh, I guess I, lo- I loved the actress in the role. I loved the character that she got to play just as much. So yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to bring board once again here. Uh, you talked about the brother being awesome. I, I, I like the actor. I liked the character. I think you put it so well about being kind of a paternal figure. Uh, great stuff. Um, the final fight between not, it's not final movie, but his final fight against the predator Oh my god, that fucking fight is so badass. So fucking badass. Uh, and it makes sense that, you know, well, the Predator's injured and he's distracted uh, by Naru and everything else going on, that he can ride in, like, on a fucking horse, fuck up the Predator, shoot him, pull his fucking arrows back out of him. God damn, mm-hmm. that fight was fucking metal. Oh yeah. Ended a little abruptly, but fucking badass fight. Absolutely. I really liked that he, you know, he had all the qualities that made you care about him, but without being super duper, I'm going to qualify this in a second. I'm going to say that he wasn't exactly one dimensional. He was pretty one dimensional, but (laughs) he had just enough of, he had just enough dimensionality to him to make him still seem mostly like a real person Uh, because he had the whole redemption arc with, uh, you know, lying about the hunt for the, uh, mountain lion, and you know, becoming the the war chief for the tribe. Well, not not lying, uh, but omitting the detail. Omitting, like I like, I like uh, that. It was a lie of omission, and it was a betrayal <laughs> for Naru. Uh, and you felt that at the time, and you're like, oh man, yeah. maybe he is an asshole. But, but he does carry her back to camp. Like it's very sympathetic character there. Yeah, no, he does. He carries her back to camp, and you think, oh shit. He's just kind of a psychopath because that's the the kind of thing that you do when you're trying to get other people to like you. It doesn't matter what Naru thinks of him; it matters what the tribe thinks of him. And now he's war chief, of course. Um, but then they go through; they have the kind of heart to heart while they're tied to the tree. He has the fight with the predator, and he sacrifices himself so she can get away. Um, yeah, no, I mean he was a, he was a human character, and he makes his motivations a lot more clear. That he does care about Naru, and and by omitting how that fight turned out and you know becoming war chief, he was in his way trying to protect her. Until at the end, he realized she didn't need protecting; she needed a chance. Yeah. So that's what he gave her. Which he, he tried so, to give yeah. her the first time. I, I'm going to go with yeah. two dimensional character. Ruli, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was say, uh, going back to the circular thing, I I do like that little speech of like you tell you tell the line that your journey ends here versus like oh hey guess what my journey ends here. So it's just kind of like very like you know just cool just knowing that he kind of like already accepted his fate. You know you know what I mean. So I thought that was like also good circular referencing to other parts of the film. Yeah, <laughs> I got Picard vibes. This far, no, no farther. farther. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I, I got a couple more things on the list, but let's, uh, we've been doing the good for a long time because it's a fun movie. Ruli, go ahead. Uh, is it bad time? Uh, I got a couple more things in the good we can breeze through oh, if just, you guys don't. I, I want to get to bad time already, please. Okay, okay. So uh, just a couple of things real quick. The cinematography, movie's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. 
oh the 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 the, the scene on the tree with the uh, lion that would look so good i'm like i want to see that on a big screen that little tiny iphone right oh my god please 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 give this a theatrical release i would absolutely oh, it's not gonna happen go it, it's this. a it I think the the drama with that, like, is if it was theatrical released, it would have to go to HBO Max or some crap like that. So, oh, God, fuck there, it. There's just well, maybe there'll be a limited run. Yeah, yeah. Um, we didn't mention the dog the whole time. The fucking dog's awesome. Fuck you if you think otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about the dog. The dog was great. Right. Uh, let's see here. The pace. This movie is basically 90 minutes. Again, I talked about how simple the story was, but it moves at a brisk pace. It's very tight. I just really enjoyed that. Nothing felt drawn out. Nothing felt too long. It just moves. I really, I really like the pace of it. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot that I felt like they didn't spend enough time on either. Yeah. Yeah, Not too much, not too little evenly throughout the whole thing. I totally think so. Uh, last thing I want to mention in the good here, and then we'll move on, is that uh, I like that we got to see the predator kind of moving up the food chain, right? Starts with the snake, then he hunts the coyote, then the bear, then finally, we're going after the humans. Um, and so I enjoyed that because it, you know, we as an audience already know the predator. We know what he is. We know how he hunts. We know all the stuff. And so giving us an opportunity to kind of engage with him and keep him in the film by showing us the predator climbing the food chain, I thought was simple and good and pays off and gave us a way to engage with him before the second half of the movie. Like, remember, the original predator, you don't even see the fucker until the second half of the movie. So I, I liked, I thought it was well done. I thought the fight that the predator had with the coyote, I guess. Yes, coyote. Did so much more to explain the predator's motivation Maybe it was a wolf. than any <laughs> dialogue after the fact like they did explicitly say or i think it was nari that said oh yeah he doesn't he doesn't just kill he's hunting like he wants the challenge that's yeah. his motivation she said it directly at uh a point later in the film I, but you got I, that impression way before i i somewhat agree with that which is gonna be part of my bad but i mean maybe sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay well let's do it let's get into the bad dear listener here's some things we didn't like about the film uh Really, just because, again, it's right out there right now. We've already mentioned it. There is a there is a bit of clunky exposition that was very clearly ADR'd into the film after the fact. So it kind of didn't trust the audience to figure out, oh, he can't see me. Oh, he's <laughs> hunting. Or, oh, he didn't attack because I was injured. Like, there, there are some very on-the-nose pieces of dialogue. Whatever. It was fine. But I'm going to put it in the bad. Really, take us out. I, I don't think I could ever watch a Predator movie again after this one. What? I, Why is I, that? I, I just don't like the Predator anymore. It's just like... Why not? He's, he he's OP. He's OP. That's and the point. Like, like, wait, but no, I mean, I get that's the point, right? But like from a character perspective, I'm like, dude's invisible all the time. Dude has like all these super mega mega weapons. He has like aim bots. Like he has all this other <laughs> stuff. I, I, I like... The only fight, literally, without a challenge, was the was the one with the what's it called with with the wolf, I guess. But like, if if dude bro is as strong as a bear and can go toe to toe with a bear, like like where's the challenge in any of that? Like it just seems so, it's just so I don't know. Just it, at a point of like this, like like when he was slaughtering everyone, I'm like, oh, that's cool. The magical shield, magical bomb, this magical thing that you know it sucks people up and whatever. But I'm like, he has so many toys and stuff, and it's um I saw more of this like talk on Twitter. Um, it was basically kind of equivalenting like like um, Predator to those really rich trophy hunters that just kind of go places. And now I just think predators are just douchebags. I, I can't get that, <laughs> that idea out of my head anymore. I'm just like, this is just 
these guys suck. They're just they're just big old bullies that just <laughs> looking for a quote unquote challenge while they're invisible. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a real challenge there, bro. Uh, okay, sorry, what? you just you just reminded me. Uh, we didn't do our sponsor. I meant to do a sponsor for the good and bad. This is a perfect opportunity. After these messages, we'll be right back. Dear listener, tonight's episode is sponsored by Dick's Sporting Goods. Are you a predator? <laughs> Are you coming to Earth? Be a dick. Hunt at Dick's Sporting Goods. Do you have an unfair advantage? Do you want to sit in a deer blind with your gun at point blank? Dick's Sporting Goods. Get your cloaking devices today. I have to say, I'm kind of with Ruli on that. Like, it is a well-trodden path that this movie takes. And The Predator is a really well, I think, established set piece in that path. Um, The only Predator movie that I would really want to see at this point like that I would be interested in seeing is um, role reversal predator. Like take us to their home world. I want to know what produced this culture. Oh, I don't, I don't because it's going to be some dude, bro predator be like, I want to get away from the kids for a weekend. I'm going to go to earth and hit some of those <laughs> losers to feel like a manly man predator. You know, it's just, it's, it's... These, these are the guys with the tribal tattoos and the big Ford pickup trucks. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. See, I'm picking. I'm picturing something more like uh, Dune, where hey, you've got this ridiculously hostile planet that you've subjugated only through pure will. How did that come about? And the reason that they go off looking for other things to hunt and more challenges to face is to improve their own weird version of natural selection. I, I I can't go through an entire film of just click, 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 click of people talking to each other with that dialogue. It's just oh, like, you, so you want the Comanche movie. version. Here's the predator language version. That would just be so annoying. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. It probably wouldn't work. Um, but yeah, no, I get what you're, what you're talking about. Like he is definitely OP. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of funny because it's, it's like it kind of went from like 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 more of the sci-fi trope to like this is like just like Jason Voorhees now. Just like it doesn't matter what happens, he's just going to be able to kill anyone with anything, and I'm I'm fine with that. But it just I don't know. It just it just seems like for like like wherever this franchise wants to go, I mean I'll give it a shot, but I don't know. It's going to be hard to be along there for that ride, kind of knowing all the magic stuff that he has. I don't think anyone knows where this franchise wants to go. Like I was amazed they made this fucking movie. Uh, okay, Zach, what else didn't you like about? pray um let's see magical flowers oh you didn't like that again i thought it was magical simple, flowers paid off well yeah but like i don't know it seemed like a little bit of a macguffin to me they introduced it really early and that was fine so the establishment was there i don't have any problem with the way that the flowers were used just that they existed <laughs> was weird See, I, I appreciated I that they had the mud pit scene. And so for a moment, you think, oh, she's going to learn about the mud. And then, no, that's not how they make themselves hide from the predator. So I, I liked it being distinct. Yeah. Well, I mean, they had this problem, right? Like the predator is well known by now that he has <laughs> exactly. thermal vision. And the only way to yeah. sort of evade him is to get cold. And now you're in, uh, you know, a pre-technological setting how do you make stuff cold? That's been a big problem for centuries. And it's really only recently that we've stopped having that as an issue on the daily. So like, yeah, I don't know what you do. Uh, maybe you go hunt or maybe you lead them up into the mountains and hide in a snowbank or something, or maybe you, 
you know, we don't get have the this glacial spring waterfall and hide in the waterfall and come out and grab him. But that could have been cool. The magic flowers were weird to me. All um, right, all right. So, yeah. <laughs> Everything else was so well done. I guess you can forgive the... Uh, I forgave the rope hatchet thing because I've, I, I follow a guy that does um, the like ball-on-chain dance fighting, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I just know it was uh, in Kill Bill. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, this is a dude that trained for years to be effective with a big weight and spike on a long rope. Uh, and he uses it really similarly to the way that she uses her hatchet on a string she got that expertise in an afternoon okay sure i can look past that but um the magic flowers were just so weird to me they <laughs> stood out they were meant to stand out like they're the only orange thing in the whole in yeah. the whole movie but um yeah it was just it was just jarring i guess every time they came out yeah fair enough ruley you had complaints Oh no! It was just that one. That, so uh, that was the biggest one for one me. One big fucking complaint. Yeah, but but I I um I do have a link I want to share with you all. It's going to give you this the sad www dot. Um, it's it's a minute and fifteen. Can can we do a, do a, a group watch video together thing? I think it'll be worthwhile. Oh, I'll edit it oh, in. I posted this one. Oh, you saw this one too? Okay, I, I don't know. Yeah, if I, I I I threw it up in the uh, the Slack channel. I don't remember. You might have been where I saw it from. It was if, a while if, ago. Well, if, yeah, if, if Tim or, or Tom already saw it, then, then we don't need to see it again. So. Uh, no, we can totally watch it again. I don't know the audio for these. This is a difficult... Actually, I do know how, but it's a pain in the ass. Okay. It's a, it's a minute long. Well, are we going to... let's? We're, we're, we've hyped this up for Dear Listener. We have to fucking watch it now. Do it. It may take 30 minutes to fucking record it. Thanks, Ruli. Hey, you love the challenge of this, Tom. I'm doing you a favor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, push and play in three. Two, one, play. I'm gonna get a Predator Films to do a Mad Lib. Give me a time. Japan, this is Predator Film Mad Lib. Okay, how many Predators? Two. Right, why are they there? For training. Okay, and this mirrors? Our protagonist. Right, and what's just a huge set piece for the final battle? A burning samurai temple. All right, the next Predator Film, Hiroyuki Sonata plays an old samurai in 1100s feudal Japan who's dishonored his lord by letting his wife get murdered. He knows he must take his own life for this dishonor, but not before teaching the lord's son the way of the samurai defeated the way the of the samurai. Sonata and the I boy fucking want this. Temple, realizing that their enemies are being picked off by invisible foes. These two predators mirroring our protagonists are an elder teaching a youngling how to hunt. Sonata and the boy notice that they're only attracted to heat, so they cover themselves in snow as the predators... There you go, snow. And they set the want? On fire. Fucking the want? The samurai boy defeats the predator boy as the elders fight on the roof. Sonata's about to be murdered. The predator takes him from behind. The kid gets to the roof, three dots showing up on his forehead, and Sonata pulls out his samurai sword and says... Death before dishonor. He stabs it through his body. He goes through, stabs the predator, green blood everywhere. The son goes back to his father, having won the war with a story nobody will ever believe. We're going to make so much money. So much money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. I fucking want this so goddamn bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Evan Williams does a ton of these, like, let's make a movie Mad Libs, where it's just cocaine-fueled ridiculousness um hey hollywood take fucking was note. really great <laughs> jesus that's great by the, by the way fun fact you're talking about so much money uh james cameron got the gig making aliens by showing up in a boardroom for fox to pitch his idea he wrote in you know uh marker on the wall alien and then he put an s 
put the two lines to make a dollar sign through it. And they said, yes, you can make the movie. <laughs> That's nice. Perfect. Oh, what a pitch, what a pitch. Okay, uh, cool. I got, we've actually, we've already covered a lot of the bad that I already wanted to talk about. We talked about the brother's death. We talked about the exposition. We talked about kind of the inconsistency of the cloak rules, whatever. I'll accept that. Um, so the two other things I wanted to mention were, one, the bad. And I don't think this was that bad. But it was noticeable, sometimes more than others. Uh, the animal CG definitely didn't look entirely real. But hey, when the wolf has predator blood in his mouth, when the bear is getting torn in half, I don't think it was great CG, but it still fucking worked for me. But I'm, I'm going to be fair. I'm going to be fair and say the animal CG could have been better. What do y'all think? For a straight-to-Hulu release, it was excellent. <laughs> yeah, for mean, IMAX, it's... it would have been a little bit weird. I still wanted an IMAX. Um, I I think I saw Nope before this, so I was already primed for not so awesome CGI. But the message of the like let's not put animals in this situation was already there too. So like I'm, I'm fine with CG animals from now on. We're good with this. Yep, yep. It's only gonna get better. So you know whatever. All right. The last the last thing on my bad list here, and again we already touched on it, but we didn't really get into it. I said the design of the Predator with the helmet on was fantastic, especially seeing the mandibles from outside of the helmet. Fan fucking tastic. God damn it. When the Predator took his helmet off, is it is it politically correct to say derpy? Because he had like some <laughs> big pushed back eyes. He was, he was a little derpy. I, why, I just, why do you think he's going to planet Earth to I, boost his <laughs> ego? Because he's the derpy Predator. Come on, Tom. <laughs> follow, follow the story. Fuck, God damn it. Um, Turns yeah, out I, Earth is Predator preschool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, totally, totally so much would have preferred an actual practical mask with animatronics. It would have been so much better. And I just didn't even like the design of the face. Whatever. He has the mask on most of the time. And when he does, it looks great. And when the Frenchman tries to shoot him in the face and the bullet ricochets and kills the Frenchman right off the mask, that was pretty cool. fantastic. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the face I think just a lot didn't of do it for me. The CGI stuff is more victim of like budget. Cause like a lot Probably. of those scenes were super short and enough to kind of like keep things going. So you know, it, it definitely felt like they, they spent whatever money they had wisely and, you know, try to have at least some cool stuff. Because, like, I will say, like, the, the other fights, like, were, I mean, those, I'm pretty sure there, there was, like, a bunch of CGI for, like, you know, blood and magically crushing people and everything else there that you kind of don't notice that, that they probably spent more money on for, like, those scenes. So, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Predator blood was excellent. Um, but so you're... Great. You're, I guess the only redeeming fact, yeah, you're right. The predator without the mask looked kind of derpy, but that was like five to seven seconds yeah, right. on screen, maybe True. like at the outside, it was very brief. So yeah. Agreed. I forget uh, it. Zach. Also, is this post uh, tooth ripping? Maybe that's also why he's kind of derpy too. He doesn't <laughs> no, have his beautiful pre- teeth anymore. Tooth ripping. Which, the, you know, the tooth ripping fight is at night, so it doesn't look as bad because you can't see his face as much. But um, Zach, do you want to wrap us up on the bad? You got anything else to add? Uh, I think anything else that I add at this point would be a stretch. There... No, not really. Like, it, it comes down to, like, little tiny choices that I would have liked to see maybe be a little bit different. I don't have a real specific example, just, like, the big one for me was the flower just kind of <laughs> sprinkled throughout. They used it well, like, it, it, like every really other element. This. It, <laughs> like every bombs. other element, 
<laughs> they did. It was it was really tight. It was well established, and they used it appropriately and uh, called back to it enough that you didn't forget about it. Did flower it allergies just weird. kill your family growing up? Is that is that what this hatred is? This animosity? It was. It was just weird. <laughs> like it couldn't have been a concoction. Like here's all these here's all these cool natural resources that we can combine to get this neat effect. No, it was just a flower, just you, the flower. Do you hate the color orange? Are you allergic to citrus? <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I can I can re- relate. It's 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 in the same category of physics of a axe on a on a leash, right? It's just like there's no way that could be thrown very well without just not being aerodynamic. But you just go with it for the sake of the movie. Probably so. True. All right, all right, all right. Dear listener, that brings us to the verdict. Again, as we described earlier, the QQ review scale is now updated. One through four. One, I did not like it. I don't think you will either. Two, I didn't like it, but maybe you will. Three, I liked it. I could understand why you don't. And four, nothing is perfect, but I enjoyed this, and I think you will too. Gentlemen, one through four. Who's going first? I'll go first. I'll... <laughs> go for it. <laughs> um... I think I'm a little bit, and I'm reluctant, but I think I'm at a three because I think it's I think it's good, but I definitely think it's it's um if you like Predator and you like that kind of alien sci-fi stuff, you'll you'll dig it because I think kind of the last act is like completely over the top and ridiculous that I think might get people out of it if they want a little bit more like harder sci-fi. Um, so I think it's 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 like the audience that's gonna like it is really gonna like it, but I don't think it's gonna be hit with everyone. Fair enough, Zach. I think it's a really well put together movie, and if you like movies, you'll probably enjoy it. <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna stick with a three as well, just because it is the seventh entry in the Predator series but i think that's also uh, great you don't have to have seen any of the others, the others the main no, that's true that's true no it it definitely stands alone it does it does really well but it is a i i don't want to use the word predictable but i'm struggling to think of another word it's a like said, really it's sim- straightforward story it's, it's, it's a, simple a simple story so if you're looking for any sort of complexity or depth uh, beyond what you kind of have to look for in a serious watching then it's not really gonna be there it's a yeah. fun movie but it's not like the pinnacle of film so i mean it's it's a popcorn flick right which i i don't yeah. think is it's you wouldn't expect it out of the seventh film in a predator series so <laughs> which i'm pretty yep. full we, you you need you need the junk food you need the vegetables so sure yeah and i think that's fine so i'm 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 a pretty solid three Leaning on the high end, but yeah, it's it's three for me. This is just so funny to me because I, I agree. It's another classic. We do this so often on this, this fucking podcast. I agree with all of your points and I disagree with your conclusions. I am clearly a four because if you don't like Predator movies or, you know, just sci-fi horror, you're not going to like this fucking film. No shit. But to me, it's still a four. Cause it's like, look, I like this. And I think you'll like this too, right? Like, unless you're like allergic to it. I'm going to go back to that one, Zach. Like, unless you're just allergic to this thing. I think this is a fun film. I think it's well made. I think it's enjoyable. Are you going to come out of it saying, it's the best Predator movie? No, probably not. Is it your favorite film of the year? I mean, it might be for me, but maybe not for you. That's fine. But I think that if you have any love at all for horror, action, science fiction, or the Predator series, it's a four. It's a fucking four. So that's, there you go. I am dissenting saying it's great 
Yeah, I mean, it's fair. Like I said, it's a pretty high three for me. The only reason that I wouldn't give it the four is just because in the science fiction and or horror, it doesn't really lean too heavily into either of them. It really rides the line. And it's more action, yeah. Fine. Yeah, and action. Like, it doesn't... It, it, it you, you imagine, like, a histogram of its qualities, and it has a really nice circle around all the different attributes. It doesn't spike into any one in particular that you can say this is excellent. So, yeah, it's it's good. It's well-constructed. It's just, it doesn't have anything to point to to say this is great. All right, well, uh, gentlemen, there's the scores. So predictions this was hulu's number one apparently number one streaming film premiere we can safely assume something will be back because money so um i'm gonna go last because i actually have i have a little pitch it's not as good as mr (laughs) williams pitch over there but it is a pitch nonetheless so uh predictions zach what are yours i want to play the video game (laughs) plus one just reskin god of war to be Fucking <laughs> or like uh horizon zero dawn like Ooh, there yeah. it's it's all there um you know i i think you could draw uh, you could craft a good game out of what they presented in the film whether it would be done open world predator reality. game <laughs> How do you how do you do that? You have one antagonist, one thing. I guess it's man versus world. Like you've got the whole environment in the French that you can kind of play around with in a game setting, uh, and then ultimately, yeah, there's the predator is out there as your main antagonist. But that part would have to be kind of scripted in ways that might break. I don't know. I think it's a cool setting. I think the characters are great, and I think the uh, the game could be great so i would play it <laughs> really predictions it's all downhill from here oh, I, I, I i can't see it's it's <laughs> how many more clever ways to kill a predator can you have like it's like i i really think it worked well because like like folks had to be more ingenuitive like if you do anything more in the future just you know ak-47 a predator and you're done right like it's I don't know, maybe John Wick versus Predator, maybe, but like I can't really think of anything that would be interesting, unfortunately. John Wick versus, John Wick versus Predator. Oh my god, I want to see it. The Babu Yaga versus the Predator. You need a fucking <laughs> army of Predators. Thing, right? and, 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 hey, he has, he has his bulletproof. I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be needleproof suit, right? So I think that would be the only like like foe that may, might be interesting. But anything else just seems like it's it, it's going to hit that predictable line, right? And I, I don't think that it's, it's going to have to be like way super clever and, and I really doubt that this series can kind of like make that happen. So I want to be pleasantly surprised, but I've been hurt too many times. So oh, you're, I did you're like the Japanese right. pitch too. That was really good. I, I would pay for that pitch. Please, please, please. Someone make that pitch. Okay. Here is my pitch for the second Prey movie. All right. <clears throat> Prey 2 should actually be an AVP film. An egg washes down from the river of a melting glacier. It infects a buffalo. The Comanche start hunting it as though it were a lion. Predators show back up. Climax takes place in either a French or British colony with fucking sailing ships trying to shoot cannons at these uh, predator motherfuckers while aliens jump across the masts eating sailors. Ooh. Yes. Yes, I love it. <laughs> uh, I have seen a lot of folks talk about like the, the pirates versus predator thing, yes. which I think is like the comic. So yes. <laughs> it could be 
could be interesting, but I feel like even that in itself is just like the the more enclosed the the field, the harder it is to make a good movie. Because it's just like if he's on a boat with them, he's gonna slaughter them in like five minutes. That's that's a boring movie. Well, that's why it has to escalate. It has to end in the town where the the fucking aliens are running wild and they're just trying to shoot and burn the town down. It's gotta just be fucking crazy. Yeah. Oh God, want want want. Although I will take the samurai hunting you know, lone wolf and cub. I'll take that any day of the week. That's fucking fantastic. So. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, Roanoke. Those were syllables. Yeah. Well, you know how <laughs> the, Roanoke was. A... The, the people from Roanoke disappeared because predators got to them. Oh, no, because aliens got to them and then they blew up the town. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. Why not? Nobody escaped, but like one lone survivor who wanders back into the wilderness, never to be seen again. Oh, all right. Uh, dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. So glad that we're back after a month. Uh, we'll be, gentlemen, will we be back next week? I'll be here on Thursday. You guys going to be around? Pending, uh, pending whatever life. circumstances stuff that happened. Yeah, I'll be around. Okay, pending cars blowing up. Zach, pending uh, world traveling escapades. I think it All should right. be there. All right. So, so, so we're hitting the hour mark. You, you could, you could, you could edit this out or not. But, um, what are y'all's feeling about Nope? I haven't seen it, but I heard it's good. I don't know anything about it. What is it? A um, film. Jordan Peele's third film about aliens. <laughs> okay. And yeah. I think well, any I'm more in. details that it, it's 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 hard to talk. It's one of those like like the the less you know about it, the more interesting it is. But is it is it streaming? Um, unfortunately, it is in that early access where you gotta pay like twenty bucks to rent it. So it it it'll, it it's gonna be on like the soon streaming. Hopefully, okay. uh, I'm just gonna <clears throat> cough for a second. <clears throat> Man, if that were to end up on a uh, <clears throat> Plex server, uh, I might I might uh, partake. Were it available on <clears throat> Plex? Oh, sorry about that. Something in my throat. Uh, yeah, and it's a three day weekend, so I might even have opportunity to watch it. So, gentlemen, if we have all watched it, we might do two QQ reviews in a row. That's like all the QQ reviews we've done all fucking year. I think. How cool. <laughs> yep. Oh, and we never talked about Gamescom. Well, again, we'll <laughs> we have got fodder. This is great. We have we have fucking QQ topics. There's so, a whole um, backlog. Gentlemen, thank you both so much for actually watching this film. We have not been able to line up a Kiki review in a long time. But uh, holy fuck, so much fun. I'm, I'm so glad to be back talking with you guys. Uh, fuck yeah. Thanks, guys. Woo. Thank you, Tom. All right. Until next time, dear listener. What would it sound like if the predator QQ'd? Click, click. <laughs> Are you clapping? <laughs> I don't know what he's doing, but it's correct. (laughs) Hey, dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. Please always remember that any and all views expressed on the podcast are representative solely of the person expressing them. Not of their friends and family, not of their co-hosts or co-workers, and certainly not of their employers, past, present, or future. Again, Thank you for joining us, and thank you for respecting our individuality. I just got bored. Everybody out.